Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylight Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. So starting a new series called Identity Theft. I thought about identity crisis, identity thief, identity, but identity theft. And uh, basically, this morning, we're going to look at, um, you know, there's so much in the news, I don't know if you've realised, there's so much about people's identities being stolen these days, you know, whether it's online or people's licences being pinched or their passports and, uh, and people use their identity for other purposes. There's a movie I think I've seen about identity theft and uh, it, it, there's lots about that. And, and I'll actually talk to someone who got their gear stolen and someone used it for their, to reproduce their identity and it was horrific what happened. And I've been thinking about this a little bit while we're on our break, that for many of us as Christians, our identity in Christ can so easily be stolen that we can, it can get lost in the busyness of life, in the stuff of life, in the stresses and the striving of life. It can get lost. And Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we have to continually... Challenge ourselves to renew our minds day in and day out. What are we believing about God? What are we believing about ourselves? What are we basing our beliefs on? And and I want to look at some lies in this series that we believe about ourselves. And and as Christians particularly, um, that can take us away from what God's purpose and plan would be for us. And Benny did so great this morning. It was so good, mate. Look, you know what? I think sometimes the more we know, the more complicated we get and, and the less we actually articulate that well. So sometimes it's just coming back to the heart of God and sharing out of what God, the Holy Spirit, is showing us and speaking to us. And of that, there's great power. So w- well done, mate. You did, did really well. Um, you know, let me just, just, I'll just deviate a little bit. There's a statement I heard while I was on holidays. I was listening to a podcast and uh, it just really affected me. And, and it just went, just was this. We try to live for rest rather than live from rest. I'll say it again. It sounds so simple and yet it's so profound. We try to live for rest instead of rather than live from rest. You know, so often we make rest the goal. I know I do. I'll be, I'm, I, I do. You know, you get tired and you think, oh, I'm so looking forward to a holiday, so I've got to have a rest. And the fact is, we should carry our rest with us every single day. Have an inner rest, an inner peace that we carry into every situation that we face. And, and rest is a confidence and a peace and a trusting in knowing who God is in our lives and trusting in that, that he has got his promises, he's got his supply, he's got an, for, for you and for me every day of our lives. And rest is just an expression of our faith that we can trust in the Lord in all circumstances, in all situations. And sometimes, can I tell you, it only takes one word, one word from God, one phrase, one sentence, it can change our lives. 
And that's what I want to pray for this morning, that just one word from God, just the Holy Spirit just whispers something to you about what we're going to talk about here this morning because it's challenged me big time preparing for this. You know, um, the enemy would want us to take away from our planned purpose in God. He would want us to distract us, to tell us lies. And, and, and it's just the truth of, of life. It can, you can get overwhelmed sometimes. And, and I'm, I'll get to that in a minute. And I want to start with a story. This is a true story. And the fact that I say it's true suggests maybe that some of the stories I tell you isn't, aren't true. But I've always had this philosophy that I never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Okay, so, so you need to know that about me. Sometimes I do embellish them just a little bit, just to make it funny or, or uh, interesting. So work that out. You'll, you'll work it out. But here's the key thought for this series. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it is true. I'll say it again. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. See, our perce- it's all about our perceptions and believing the word of God for our lives and not believing the lies that we sometimes get fed. You know, I remember we were lucky enough um, a few years ago to be able to have a white Christmas. We, t- we went with all the family to Austria and uh, it was just a great time together as a family and, and uh, we hired a car and they upgraded us to a BMW and I was pretty happy with that, you know, and, and we're traveling around this thing. This thing's got this GPS that actually uh, f- gives you feeds of the road conditions as you're driving around. <clears throat> and this one time in Salzburg, when we were on a tight time frame to get somewhere, and this GPS came up with a message, you know, and said, uh, severe traffic congestion ahead, suggesting maybe an accident and to take an alternate route. And I thought, oh, yeah, look, I guess we're on this tight time frame, so yeah, we, we need to take take the alternate route. So I pressed the button on the screen and this thing took us off the freeway. We travelled around the back streets of this suburban streets and backwaters and, and round, it seemed like round around circles. And in fact, 20 minutes later, we came back to the same point we went off the freeway at and I recognised went, hang on, this is the same place we just came off. And, and so we went back on the road and, and yes, we got on back on the freeway and yes, there was congestion it's congestion on the other side of the road. There was an accident on the other side of the road. And, and you know, on the opposite direction. And, and we believed something that wasn't the truth as if it was. And it affected us as if it was the truth when in fact it wasn't the truth. And, and I think that is the case for our lives. In this series I want to look at so many different lies that the enemy will feed us uh, uh, to rob us of our identity in Christ. What's the devil's greatest weapon? John 8, verse 44. I think I should have a screen for this. Um, and Jesus said this, When the devil lies, he speaks his native language. For he's what? What is he? He's a liar. He's a liar. And he's called the father of lies. And today we're going to start this series. We're going to look at some of the most common lies that I can think about and consider that our spiritual enemy wants us to believe as Christians. And the lie is the, today we want to talk about is that we have to be strong. That's the lie. That we have to hold it all together. You see, it's a lie from the pit of the enemy. 
And, 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 and here's some thoughts we've got in that, that if it's going to be, it's going to have to be me. I'm going to have to produce this. I'm going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to do things better. I'm, I'm going to be better. I have to be stronger. I have to be more. And, and we're going to look at different lies in, in this series. And I'm not going to speak about those just this morning. But the one we're looking at today is that I have to be strong. Jesus, though, gives us the answer to counteract that lie, if you like. John 8, verse 32 they will know the what? The truth. And what will the truth do? It'll set us free. It'll set us free. When we know the truth, it sets us free. And today as we look at this lie, we often think we all have to be strong. We have to hold it together. We have to do better. And I wrestle with this, I tell you, with God in producing this. I didn't want to preach this message because I'm that person. I want to look strong to you. I want to look strong to my wife. I want to look strong to my kids. I'm the eldest in the family. And so I want to look strong to my dad. I want to look strong to my siblings. I want to look strong to everyone in this process. And so it really challenged me producing this, this message. You see, because I, I, have, I have a belief that we also, on the flip side of that, can't be a wimpy, watery Christians either you know that we have to have some guts as well and and it's not about quitting it's not about giving up because things get hard it's not or too difficult it's about perseverance and determination all those things as well but I want to really take away this lie that it's about our strength it's about how strong I am because it's a lie from the pit and for us we need to just be strong by just turning up just relying on God by surrendering every day of our lives. And uh, I want you just to, to think about this, some different areas I'm going to talk about here now. And I just want you to respond. If you recognize this in yourself, I just want you to put your hand up as we're talking about it. And the first one, um, uh, here's why I want you to do this. I want you to recognize the thing that you're struggling with the most. And, 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 and if you're part of a life group, I hope we get to, to talk about this in a life group context where you can actually share with other Christians about the str- your struggles, so that you can pray together about those things that you struggle with. And the first one I thought of was emotionally strong. How many of you know someone that you love that's maybe really emotionally weak? You know, that's really emotionally weak. How, how, how that you feel like you're struggling, you have to be the strong one in that situation. Man, I just have to be there for them. You know, just just think about that. See, others would say, well, maybe if you're the child of a of a you know, of your parents obviously, but I've got to be strong for my parents. You know, they're struggling, so I've got to be the strong one in this relationship. You know, I have to be really there for them. I have to work hard for them. And maybe if I work hard enough, their marriage will get come all together. Parents, we often feel that way about our kids, don't we? You know, that if, that if I'm really strong, if I'm really there, um, you know, if, if, even though we're doing it tough, you know, I, can't, I can't show that, I've got to hold it together. Because deep down in the motion, we're afraid to feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel that way. We don't want anyone to know what's going on in our lives. We want to keep that away from other people. So... For you here this morning, who, who would say, yes, that's, I, I want 
that's me. I, I try to be emotionally strong for other people. Just put up your hand so I can see who that might be. Yeah, great. Okay, good. Good. Thanks for being honest. Here's another category, and I didn't know what to call this, but I've called it conventionally strong, but it could be routinely strong or generally strong. And many of you will relate to this one, I think, because someone's got to run the house, don't they? Someone's got to do the work there. Someone's got to keep it in order. Someone's got to change the baby's nappy. Someone's got to feed the kids. Someone's got to put food on the table. Someone's got to balance the bank book. Uh, Someone's got to do the yard. Someone's got to clean the place, you know, Uh, and... And, you know, the truth is we can sometimes feel the financial pressure of that as well. You know, we're struggling financially and maybe I ought to get another job. And maybe, you know, I've got the house mortgage and the new car payments and the toys and the clothes and, and, and all the stuff that comes with that and all the kids' activities and I've got to pay school fees. And, and it's so difficult right now. And these are, the kids are only little. Imagine what they get big and they got braces and cars and uni and all the stuff that comes with that. And sometimes we feel overwhelmed with that and we have to stay strong, we feel, in those situations. Maybe that's you here this morning. You know, for someone else it might be you have to be spiritually strong. You want to stay spiritually strong. And, and maybe you're the only Christ follower in your family, for instance. You know, and, and you're carrying the weight spiritually for your family. And a lot of you... You know, you're in workplaces where you might be the only Christian and people are waiting for you to trip up, you know, to stuff up and they're waiting for that. And so, you see this this Christian thing, it's not real, you know, and they just want you to mess up. Maybe you've got a role in the church. Maybe you're a life group leader, for instance, and you're scared that someone's going to ask you a question that you don't know how the answer, what the answer is. And, and, uh, and you have to keep up that illusion of being spiritually strong. And it's a lie. It's a lie. You don't have to do that. For you might be professionally strong. Some of you say, well, you know, I don't like the job I've got and I'm working with all these crazy people and, and, uh, and, and I've got to be strong. I've got to enjoy this job because I need the money and I, you know, and I can't stand it. Or maybe your pressure's different. There's a big weight on your shoulders. And it sort of says, if I don't get it all done, it doesn't happen. You know, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. And this can affect a few people because I know it affects me. This is the one that probably I get affected by the most. There's a lot riding on my performance, you know, and uh, if I mess up, it can hurt people, I can hurt the church, I can hurt the perception of the church. If I tell a really bad joke, no one will turn up next week, you know, and, and, and maybe they'll get the wrong impression of God because of what I say. You know, I remember someone coming to our church one year and, and, uh, and I remember he just, just lashed out and gave me a hard time and said, you know, you're not a good representative of God. You shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, whoa, heck, I'm just doing the best I can, you know. And, uh, and, and, and some of you, it might be that professional strength you try to hold on to. Now... <laughs> You know, there's just some of the ones I thought of. The truth is, Satan wants you to believe the lie. I have to be strong. I have to be strong. He wants to isolate you. He wants to take all your hope away. He wants to overwhelm you. Jesus, though, wants to reveal the truth of that. He wants you to experience the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, there's so many times that I... I know, as blokes, we just don't want to show any emotional 
vulnerability, do we? We want to be emotionally strong, you know, and, and so I, I do stupid things sometimes just to prove that I'm strong in front of Robin, you know, and maybe she'll kiss me a bit more and, you know, give me a bit more affection. And uh, it doesn't work, but uh, that's the way it goes. But, um, you know, can, can I tell you, and this, this is, this is a, a bit more serious than the example I thought of. I just thought of this this morning. I remember when my mum died, and that was five years ago. And uh, I remember I'm the eldest in the family, so I had to keep it together for my dad, my siblings. I'm a father, you know, so I had to make, and a husband, I had to make sure that all the kids and everyone else was doing okay. And I remember I got the phone call at five o'clock. 2012 on Vision Sunday morning, before I preached Vision Sunday, my mum's died. I was like, whoa. Um, I had to hold it all together. Be strong, don't show any emotion. Come on, get on with it, Greg. You know, and mum's, my mum's funeral was on the same day that Toby was born. What an emotional roller coaster that was. You know, and you think, <laughs> whoa. God, how can I be... St- and I, I, I subdue my emotions so that you can be strong for other people. And it's the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong thing to do. And we think we're being strong. And in fact, it just builds up the pressure on the inside. And here's the bottom line I want to get to. No matter how strong you think you are or you are, if you're writing taking notes here this morning, writing this down, write this down. Your strength is limited. Your strength is limited. Eventually, you will run out of strength. <laughs> you just can't do it. If you're honest with yourself, I can't handle it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I've got too much going on. I can't get it all done. I can't. And your fuse is short. You might be angry. You might be angry with people. You might be feeling guilty. You might be feeling shame. You're feeling that pressure. If only I work harder, if I was better, if I was a better parent, if I was a better son, if I was a better spouse, if I was a better pastor, if I was a better whatever it is in your life. (laughs) If only I was better, if I had a better ability in that area, more talented. Here's the thing. You weren't created by God to have all ability in your own strength. Your strength is intentionally limited because only God's strength, if you're taking notes, is unlimited. Only God's strength is unlimited. Not ours. Not ours. Definitely not ours. That's why God wants us to depend on Him, not our own limited abilities. To live an empowered life through him, living through us, not in ourselves. And I'll explain it this way. There's so many times in the process of buying and building this church that we got stuck. And I could think of 20 of these, but I'll give you just one here this morning. Andy's laughing because he knows. You know, but from, you know the, I remember, here's one of the earliest ones. We bought the property, we're cleaning up the place, thinking how are we ever going to use this for a church? It's such a mess. And we needed a demountable building, and Andy organized a demountable building for us to use as a kids' church because we were using the hall next door. And this thing was coming, and we think, where are we going to put this? It's got to be somewhere that's close to church, the hall that we're using. And there was about six or seven trees over in that, that 
bottom corner, and I'm thinking in my own head, okay, if we just get a saw or a chainsaw and I cut a bit and, and make sure the thing doesn't fall on the hall or on the barbecue area there, or just add a bit of time, we'll, we'll eventually get those down. And seriously, it would have taken us years to do it that way. We started to prune one, it just took such so, so a long time. Alan Hay, I was talking to Alan Hay one morning, and he says, oh, I'll just send one of my machines in and, and it'll do it really quickly. And I thought, have you seen the size of these trees, trees Alan? They're, they're, they're that big, and they've got big gum trees, great big boughs everywhere. And uh, anyway, this, this machine turns up this morning. <laughs> Within an hour, six or seven trees are gone. Th- this machine come in and it just grabs them around the trunk, goes, just plucks them out of the ground, then he puts it over there, and then he goes, the next one goes, Pluck and, push, and it's just like, it was amazing. It was amazing. And many of us are trying to do our life out of our own limited strength. And we're frustrated and worn out and we can't get it done. And there's a limited human strength. And then there's the unlimited strength of God that is there for us. We just choose not to use it. We've got to learn that the enemy loves to keep us operating out of our own strength. You know, the, the, out of the Old Testament, the, Isaiah, um, the prophet Isaiah, chapter uh, 40, verses 30, 31, he says this, Even youths, so even you young people, with all your energy and all your potential, even youths, and, and I'll, even, I'll even expand on that a little bit further, because I looked at this, the, the original Hebrew word for that wasn't just young people, it was actually about the Greek uh, Olympic athletes, so when he says youths, he's actually talking about the best of the best, the strongest of the strong, the most supreme athletes. Even these people get tired. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young people, young men stumble and fall. The best of the best of the best have limited strength. But verse 31 says this, Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. Eagles. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. What will they soar like? They'll soar like eagles. Whoa. I want to soar like an eagle. You know, I do observe people. And for many of us, we don't soar like eagles. We fly like sparrows. Have you seen a sparrow? It's fidgety and it's flapping really hard to get itself going. And we, we, we do that. Got to get it done, got to get it done, got to get it done. Flip, 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 flip. You know, they've got to do this and got to do that and I've got to do something else and, and I've got to keep myself busy and, and I know it's, it's all down to me. You've got to happen this way, you've got to happen that way. Got to stay strong. Have you ever seen an eagle fly? Have you ever seen an eagle fly? We, we used to live at Fisherman's Bay. We could see the eagles all the time out there. They just soared. They just soared. And you know what? The windier it got, the more storms there were, the tougher the conditions, the more they soared. They just floated above everything. They used the strength of the storm to soar. No matter what was going on, they weren't doing the sparrow thing, quick, quick, here, there, here, everywhere, trying to do their thing. They saw. They just used the strength of the storm. See, it's not all this effort, not all this striving, 
all this frustration, the wind of the Spirit carries them. Church, (laughs) we have to be eagles. We have to be eagles. We have to understand. Just think about what are you more like in your day-to-day life? Are you the, the flapping little sparrow trying to get everything done? Or using God's strength and you're soaring like an eagle. That's the challenge here this morning. See, there's a lie. We've got to be strong. We've got to be strong. We've got to try harder. We've got to get better. Got to care. If I cared more, if I was more faithful, if I did more, if I was more attentive to that, if I worked harder. And it's the father, from the father of lies. It is a lie. It's not about our strength. Here's the truth. When we are weak and broken and vulnerable and dependent, we have to be weak Then we are strong. Then we are strong. Only then we are strong. The Apostle Paul learned this the hard way. 2 Corinthians uh, 12 verses 9 to 10. The context of this story is Paul has got this thing that's driving him crazy. It's called a thorn in his side. We don't know what that is, but it bugged him a lot. And he asked three times, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. And for some reason, for some higher purpose, God left it there. And he's, in his desperation, God spoke to Paul and said this. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in what? In weakness. In weakness. He went on to say, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why it's, it, it's for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. I love that. I delight in weakness. You see that? In that word weakness means to think well of, to embrace, to embrace, think well of our weaknesses, delight in our weaknesses, embrace our weaknesses. So we've talked about what you feel like the lie might be about what you need to be strong in. What weaknesses do you need to embrace in your life? What weaknesses do you need to actually embrace, to think well of, to delight in? Wow, that's that's a, that's a spin out, isn't it? And, and and you know, I like to be honest with you guys. I try to be as much as I can, except for my story sometimes. But uh, most of the time, I, I try to be really authentic if if I can. Sometimes I can't get it all done. Sometimes I feel weak, even though I try to look like I'm strong. You see, I I, I, can't, I know I can't explain this to you, but the weight of leading a church is significant. I take it seriously. I really do. And, um, and I'm just praying every day that I'm leading you well, that I'm pastoring you well, that I'm raising up young leaders for now and for the future. Um, I'm pay, praying that we are reaching people in this, in this place, that we're getting people saved, that we're putting on people on growth tracks in Christ to be more all they can be in Christ. You know, that, that I'm preaching... And we are preaching, but particularly as I'm talking about me now, messages that are life-giving, that, are, that, are, that, are, that inspire you for more in your lives and, uh, 
and every day we're dealing with people issues and relationship issues and emotional issues. And that stuff can be heavy sometimes. It can get you down, just wears you out. In fact, my head hurts most of the time, you know, just thinking about it. And uh, <laughs> it just gets heavy. You get consumed with guilt sometimes. You think, man, I'm not doing enough. And you do the comparison thing. You think, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you, you go on there. And, and, and even now with adult children, you know, I should be a better dad. I should be a better husband. I should be a better granddad. <laughs> I should be a better leader. I should be a better pastor. More inspirational, more passionate about everything. And the truth is, I can't get it all done. That's the truth. And while I believe I can, I'm only heading for frustration. When I believe that life, that lie, I'm at risk all the time. And you're at risk all the time. When you believe it's about you. Because the thing is, we think if I'm really good, if I really cared, if I really was involved, if I was better, if I was stronger, if I worked harder. The truth is, I have to embrace the weaknesses that I have, that I'll never get it all done, that I'll never be perfect. In my brain, everything should be perfect. So I'm always looking at the lack in different situations. It's a fault. I know it is. But when I say I'm absolutely weak, then God honestly gets the opportunity to work in that. And that's when I become strong. It's not when I'm strong, I'm strong. It's when I'm weak, I'm strong. And God gets all the glory in that process. You see, I just want you to get a revelation in this time this morning here together. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to, have to put on a show. You don't have to pretend. I want you to be real and honest. We need each other and we need God. Maybe you're trying to hold your marriage together at the moment. Don't do it isolated. Don't, don't, don't pull away. Come in closer. Get help. Let people help you. If you're struggling with, with finances, get help. If you're struggling with parenting, get help. There's so many great people that can help you. So, and, and the first place to start with that is with God. God, I can't do it anymore. God loves it when we do that. Can I tell you? This, this church growing, planting, building thing, I just had to get to the end of myself before God went, finally, finally you put it down. Now I can actually do it. You know? You weren't created to do it on your own. Only God can do it. You know, let's, let's have a look at this, this scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, to finish here this morning. Because it says this. My grace is sufficient for you. This is God speaking. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And I hope you've, you're seeing this verse like you've never seen it before here this morning. You see, that word grace means unmerited favor. It means divine influence on our heart it, it's from God not, not it's from God's strength not from our strength apart from Christ you can do nothing for it's not by our might not by our power not by our efforts not by our work but it's by his spirit says the Lord and there's those of you here this morning feel like you've got too much on you're overwhelmed you're not created to handle it. Give it over to God here this morning. 
Just, just give it back to him. Say, God, I can't do it anymore. I'm not giving up. I'm not piking. I'm actually saying, God, I can't do it anymore. I need your help. It's about surrendering to him and going, God, what do you want me to do? His power will be exactly what you need in your circumstance. I hope you caught this this morning. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's be weak together before God, hey, in prayer. God, we ask you in the next few moments that we be so weak and broken before you, that we experience your strength and your presence and your power like never before. You know, there are many of you here this morning facing so much. And uh, God knows it, but you've got to declare it to him. There's good news. If you're in a place where you can't get it done, well, there's God's strength is for you. He's for you, not against you. His power and his strength is ready to kick into your circumstances. So you don't have to pull it off. God will. That way he gets all the glory. If you've ever believed that lie, I've got to be better. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And if I do, it's going to happen. If you ever believed that lie, here this morning, I just want you to just open your hearts to God. And as I pray here, I just want you to sense God's presence here this morning. God, I I ask for your presence afresh. That you teach us to be weak and vulnerable before you. Not depending on our own strength. Not trusting in our own strength. Not hoping in our own strength. But trusting and hoping in you. God, that your divine influence and your unmerited favor, your grace... We part of each one of what we exactly need right now. Father, we ask for your miraculous power to be our strength. Allow us to be broken before you. God, facing those things that we can handle and giving you things that you can handle, you need to handle. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your word. God, we thank you that you're with us here right now. We thank you that in Jesus' precious name. And as we keep praying here this morning, just one other group of people I want to pray for. You know, for you, maybe you thought this is the way you get close to God. You work harder, you be better. And I keep stuffing up and I don't seem to be able to make forward progress. And I I seem to make a step forward and two steps back. And and I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be, and it's all about performance. No, it's not. It's not about performance. You know, Jesus God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth for you and for me to do the things we couldn't do, to get it done that we couldn't do. So we can trust in Him and be weak, but it's not about performance. See, Jesus did what He did. If we think we can do it in our own strength, we don't need Him. And we all need Him. And this morning, I don't know where you're at, but perhaps here this morning, you've always thought, if I'm a better person and you keep stuffing up, No, lay it all down. Lay it at the cross. Say, Jesus, I need you. That's all I need. I need you. Jesus Christ, I ask you into my life. That's where it starts and that's where it finishes virtually. And here this morning, if you haven't done that or you feel like you need to do it once more, one other time, one more time, just confirm it in you. Here's an opportunity. And all I want you to do while we're just sitting here with eyes closed, 
just stick your hand in the air and say, Greg, that's me. I know I need to do this again. I know I need to start again. I know I need to start this journey with you, Jesus. And it's not about me, it's about you. If that's you, just stick your hand up right now so I can see it. Anyone here this morning? Father, we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we can't get it done in our own strength, but you are there for us every step of the way, God. We hand back that which we were never meant to take. We give it back to you now, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask for your grace to be so evident in our lives that it is sufficient for each one of us. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for everything in our lives that we can. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.